praying also. We have uh, uh, kids going back to school and things. Jordan leaves uh, early in the morning. His earliest flight is, uh, departs at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, so we'll, uh, I'll take a little nap when I get home and then take him to the airport and, uh, uh, and get him sent off. And Bethany and them are gone. Miss Autumn went down there with them and came back just a little while ago. Thank, uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, and, uh, and so we're, uh, we're back to empty nesting again. Uh, and it's kind of sad. Uh, so pray for us. Uh, and uh, uh, as, we, as we go back into sitting on a couch or playing Parcheesi, I guess. Uh, and, uh, but uh, we're going to be in Isaiah 58 tonight, and a couple reasons why I want to uh, take a look at this passage this evening, why it's on my heart. Uh, and by the way, most of the times that I preach, um, the vast majority uh, of the messages are um, messages that God gives to me um, in my own personal life and personal study. Uh, I, God deals with me about a thought or an issue or whatever, uh, and, uh, and God burdens me to share that with you. And, and I, uh, I always want to be, pre- I want to preach to myself. Uh, I want to uh, help. One of the hardest things about pastoring is not being able to, um, to, to hear preaching, uh, you know, in a, sitting in a pew and listening to preaching. So I know, uh, and, and sometimes I get people complaining, uh, well, he sure, you know, has a lot of people preaching, you know, and stuff. And it's, well, I need it. If I didn't have them preach, I'd, you know, uh, I'd be a mess and you wouldn't get anything for me uh, most times either. And so uh, when, there's, when there's a season of times where we have more guests than, uh, you know, um, uh, than you think is necessary, uh, just just know that it's helping me, all right? And, uh, and so that's uh, um, um, important. Uh, and so God deals with me and uh, through different things in a couple of, couple of ways. One with our theme, uh, this fits in with it. Uh, you'll see at the end uh, when we talk about um, our responsibility to, to others uh, and, uh, and what God deals with in this passage. The Old Testament, we know all the Scripture is there. Uh, and it's important. Um, it's it's profitable. Um, we draw from it doctrine. We draw from it uh, so many different things. Um, all the Bible is, uh, as I say it all the time, uh, all the Bible is written for us. It wasn't all written to us. So there's a context in Isaiah uh, where Isaiah the prophet's really dealing with Israel and uh, and Judah and in uh, on and on in uh, dealing with them about the Babylonian ca- captivity uh, and all of those things. But there are applications for us, uh, there's parallels for us, and I'm going to hone in on that uh, tonight. Uh, but one of the primary convicting moments, I guess, uh, in this last week for me, which, uh, which made me think of um, the end part of, of our text tonight, uh, was I was sitting in my car, <clears throat> and, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm texting... Um, People that hadn't been in church, right? You know, it's like, hey, miss you. You know, hope to see you soon, whatever. And I, I do a lot of that, all right? I, I shouldn't have to do a lot of that, but I, I do do a lot of that. Uh, and, uh, and so I was, I was texting. I got done with a text, uh, and, uh, and I grabbed a sip of my coffee and put it down. I started another text and, and then rap, rap, rap on my window on this side. Uh, and a guy come up to my window, uh, and uh, I think... Obviously, in today's day and time, you've got to be careful, uh, you know, with, with, with people and, 
Uh, and uh, in this instance, it wasn't this window right next to me. I felt a little bit better. I got a big club there and a handgun sitting on the seat, you know. Uh, I'm sure he could see that in plain view. Uh, and so, but uh, he, he knocks on it, and, I, and this, is, this is what I did in all, in all Christian love. I said, no, no, thank you, and shoot him off. And, uh, and so he just he gets into his, you know, he's in a van or something that was right next to me or whatever. He just gets in there, and I went back to, uh, to texting um, uh, people that hadn't been in church. And, uh, and after a little while, I, I felt bad about that. Uh, because we get so caught up in, as pastors, we get caught up in ministry things like, you know, just follow-up stuff or whatever, and we, and we don't do ministry. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of time, obviously, as a pastor, I spend in study or whatever, and there's, uh, there's, there's things that, um, that I feel as a church we need to do more of. But we can't do more of those things uh, unless we have more people involved in them. Um, like any church, we have a, a church that has this, um, the pry to principle is in play where 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Uh, when we have um, instances on Sunday, uh, the same people are, you know, oftentimes uh, on a bus route or in the choir or in a class, uh, and, and we have people that all can't be in those places because we're leveraged out. Um, saying that to say, hope and pray that more people get involved uh, in ministries uh, in the church. Uh, but uh, we, we, as Christians, uh, we, got the, we have the routine down. Um, we can go from, you know, people in this church can go from Sunday to Sunday and, and really not, they have no idea what's going on um, in the church as far as ministry and different things. Um, we have people all the time miss stuff like, you know, well, I didn't know that was going on. I've been in the bulletin for like 10 weeks, uh, you know, and, they, and they're like, oh, but I didn't even know. Uh, or it's like it's been on the calendar since January. We're just, we're just aloof. We show up. Uh, we, we song, song, prayer, song, whatever our order of service is. Uh, we, we punch our spiritual time clock, so to speak, and off we go. Uh, and, and that is, um, in part, our, as, a, as a Christian or a church member, we bear responsibility. I bear some responsibility, obviously, as, as the pastor. And we need to be better uh, about, uh, about being and doing Christian things. All right. So in chapter number 58, uh, in the very first um, part of this, God, uh, God's bringing out the big guns of prophetic confrontation here. Now, the first verse, is, uh, let me read it. It says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. So um, he, God is transitioning. We know all the stuff that he, Isaiah has done and he's talked about uh, as we read uh, the first 57. There's kind of a transition here where he's all right. He's, he's sicking them <laughs> uh, on the house of Jacob. And this is where, um, well, as preachers, this one's quoted all the time. That's how you're supposed to preach. You're supposed to cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice. And uh, so a lot of preachers are screamers uh, as a result of that verse. I've, I've never been a, a screamer, uh, you know, or a, a, a yeller uh, and uh, that. Or uh, I, I asked the brother Davis when he was here, uh, if I said, I said, he's a corn shucker. And then when I sat down by him and was watching the video, he goes, 
He goes, would you, be, would you be okay if I just peeled peas tonight? <laughs> and uh, uh, I said, yeah, uh, you go ahead and peel them peas. Uh, and, uh, and so there are different styles uh, of, of preaching. <clears throat> it doesn't have to always be um, Isaiah 58, 1 uh, and, uh, in that, that way. So he said, all right, you need to cry out and, and spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet, and you need to, you need to give it. Uh, to the house of Jacob uh, and their sins. And so as I, as I, if I'm just reading that, I, I wonder as a, as a reader of God's word, um, boy, what's, you know, what's next? Clearly, uh, God is aiming uh, at conviction of sin. He wants, he wants uh, Isaiah to preach hard uh, and, uh, and against uh, the sins of the house uh, of Jacob. And so I expect to read in the next verses, um, you know, a, a, a list of the sinful things that these people are doing. Like, you know, they, you know, they probably trashed every one of the Ten Commandments. Uh, you know, all kinds of different. You know, I'm thinking it's something heavy is about to take place. He's going to list uh, list some things here, uh, but then notice what he says. He says in verse two, "Yet they seek me daily." And to delight my know, and to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness, and forsook not the ordinance of their God, they ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching to God, and um, so uh, it's uh, not what I expected. Uh, he's he's basically saying that you know this is a uh, people that seek God daily. They seek Him early. He says elsewhere, and uh, and uh, they they know His ways and they delight in them. They and, and, and he's saying that they're religious people, not that they're, you know, often, you know, crazy uh, things, because that's what I expected uh, to read. Uh, it's kind of like if, um, if you moved to a new town, uh, and I uh, was just talking with uh, someone earlier today, uh, they were going uh, um, to be moving to uh, Oklahoma, and... Uh, and so they said, I said, well, where are you going to move to? And, and they said, and I said, you know, you've been looking at churches, and they, they named a church. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm always thankful when people, that's front of mind, um, you know, we, uh, we go, we move places for all kinds of reasons. But uh, if you're a Bible-believing Christian, um, church needs to be at the top of your list. I'd much rather people, um, if somebody, somebody here uh, in this, in our church, they, they've begun to decide that, you know, the Pacific Northwest isn't a place for them. Um, I would, if, if I was asked, which I never am, all right, but if I was asked uh, to pray with them about that, here's what I would do. I'd say, uh, come up with a list, top five, top five preachers, ministries in America that you feel like you could sit under and learn from, that they could be your pastor, that your family would thrive, you know, in that church. Uh, and um, which churches would those be? Uh, and, um, and then, um, if, if God gave you direction in that way, then seek the Lord's will about finding a job in that community. Instead of just finding a job somewhere and then hoping you can find a church when you finally get there. It's a whole different way of approaching things. But I think the former is a more spiritual, scriptural one uh, because I've known so many people uh, who've moved someplace for work or whatever, uh, and they can't find a good church. 
Uh, and, and that's um, um, when, we, when we think of God directing our steps, um, I just think God's not going to direct you to a place where you're going to have a barrenness in your search for a church. You have a hard time convincing me that that's the will of God um, in your life. Um, but again, no, uh, nobody asked me. So, uh, so, uh, so I'll just throw it out there right now. Think of it as pre-counseling. Uh, think about it if you, uh, if you make that decision uh, in the future. So if you move to a new town and you found a church that just like this, that sought God daily, delighted to know his ways, asked God for righteous judgments, delighted to draw near to him, um, you'd probably join a church like that. Um, and, and I probably would as well. Uh, but Isaiah might not. Uh, it's possible for a church to do all these good things with no awareness um, that to God something is deeply wrong. Uh, and, and, and what were these people actually thinking? Not what were they were doing. Because that's what we, you know, if we... Um, Right, wrong, or indifferent, people, when they look for churches, look for those things. They look for what activities, uh, what programs are there. Are, do they have an active soul winning um, uh, ministry? You know, what children's stuff. We look at what are, what are we doing? You know, what's being provided? And that's fair because we can only see that. I like how people, you know, God, you know, God looks at the heart. He doesn't look on the outside. Whatever, in, in, he looks at both, and we always look at the outside. We, we judge books by covers. I don't pick a book up at Barnes & Noble until I look at the cover. Uh, and, uh, and so we, we like to throw out all those platitudes, uh, and, uh, but, we, but we, we live at a, at a place where we, we, do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of discriminating uh, in our choices every day. Uh, and, um, but, we, but we've got all the... All, all the sayings. We look for what, what, is, what people are doing or what a church is doing. We look at the externals. Uh, and then we make a decision whether that's you know, going to be a good place for me to visit or whatever. Uh, but, uh, but he goes into, he goes beyond the externals in this passage of Scripture. Look at verse number three. He says, Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and, they, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast ye find pleasure, and exact all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. Uh, it is such a fast that I have chosen, uh, a day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it uh, to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him. Uh, we'll, they'll call this a fast, a, an acceptable day to the Lord. We'll stop there uh, for a second. Uh, and uh, so they basically, what they were thinking was, we fast um, and you don't help us. Uh, we, we afflict our soul and, and you take no knowledge. They had all the externals, the formalism, uh, the, the, the people of God had been fasting. Um, when it says that they afflicted themselves, that's a, a forced a humbling of themselves in their culture. Uh, and, and to not really get into um, the particulars of fasting, uh, with the exception of the connection here to what we, what we do and what we're thinking, um, it's important. 
it's, a, it's an important spiritual exercise for us to fast. All right? Um, in, in God, it's a spiritual weapon uh, that, that uh, the devil has removed from English versions of the Bible. Uh, and uh, because the devil doesn't want us fasting. Uh, and, um, and, and we do it for all the reasons we do it. Uh, it's not for diet. You know, it's when we're, when we're, you know, if we're trying to reset or our bodies or whatever, that's a reason to medically fast or, um, you know, whatever. But, but when we think, well, I'm going to, you know, uh, I ask for you to join in a fast for somebody's health. And, and you think, this is what you think. You think, well, I need to lose a few pounds. I'll jump in. Is, is, not, is not the right reason to fast. And, and when we do that, we fast and pray. Um, in that instance, we're praying for God to, uh, his will to be done. Uh, we always pray that God would heal, but we know that uh, sometimes it isn't God's will uh, for him to heal. Uh, but when we, when we enter into a religious activity, but for the wrong reason, it, it mutes, it makes null and void the religious activity. It makes it, the Bible calls it a, a, a vain oblation. Uh, it's, it's something that uh, is not really, uh, really helping. Uh, and uh, so they say, you know, we've been fasting, we've afflicted ourselves, and, uh, and, and that kind of seems like that's taking sin seriously. And, but still, God, in this passage, is, is standing off at a distance, still withholding himself from them, and they're wondering why. Uh, when, they, the, when they say in verse 3, Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we? Uh, they're saying, we fasted and you haven't. You know, why is that? Uh, and, uh, but the question why, uh, and let me, let me back up just for a second. We... <clears throat> As Christians, we want, to, we want to know the answer to that question a lot of times. Um, you, know, you know, why is this happening? You know, whatever that, you know, whatever it is. Um, and, and God is really not, he, he really doesn't tell us. Most of the answers that we get to with that question are, it's all assumptions on our part. Uh, we can deduce um, naturally um, we, the takeaways that we can get from, you know, Let's take, for example, if you have a, um, something breaks down, you got to spend money on it, a refrigerator, car, whatever. Um, you know, like, well, you know, why is this happening? Uh, and, uh, and so you're like, you know, I just need to be, a, if I was a better Christian, then my car wouldn't have broken down. Uh, if, you know, um, and we, we, go all, we go all through the, the gamut of, of different scenarios and, um, and it, it could simply come down to the fact that, you know, you've driven it for 40,000 miles and didn't change the oil. All right? So somebody says, why did my car break down? Um, because you didn't take care of it. Um, it's a mechanical thing. You know, God doesn't make your car just go on, you know, fairy dust and, uh, you know, and whatever and goodwill. Um, there's, there's, like, things that could involved in that, Right? But, but I don't know how many times I've like, oh, I just don't even know what God's trying to, what, you know, what God's doing, what he's trying to tell me. And, and I really just want to say, you know what, you're overthinking this. It, it doesn't have to be a big life lesson. Um, it's just, you know, your refrigerator is 25 years old. 
And, and just think about that. You know, you, we all have grandmas and, op, and older people in our life that have like a refrigerator from the 70s. That thing is still kicking. And uh, the one which you bought last 10 years, you can't keep going. You got to call a repair guy every, you know, every couple of years to do that. I want to I wanna find a, like a 1960-something model of a refrigerator that thing's probably still, has anybody got one of those? Uh, and uh, you, might. You, might, you might somewhere. Uh, and uh, just, I was just thinking that the other day. Those things, so you still see those, or um, that's a good thing. Anyways, back to the message. Um, sometimes you're just, it's just done. It's over and it falls apart. And, uh, but we, the obvious takeaway could be things like, <clears throat> you know, patience, um, faith, um, not worrying, not panicking, um, you know, um, trusting God uh, instead of going out, you know, and dropping, you know, $3,500 on a refrigerator with a TV in it, um, you know, on, on credit, you might wait and God provides it. Um, you know, through, you know, somebody, and again, I'm kind of getting off, but it's not like, dear Facebook, please pray for me, my refrigerator, my refrigerator broke today, and I don't have any money to get a new one, okay, Um, or even better, it's like, you know, God, um, my refrigerator, they're doing this on, like, God reads Facebook, and, uh, but what we're doing is we're, we are, we're putting that out there because we hope somebody's going to say, hey, I'll buy your refrigerator, right? Um, it's, just, it's basic human nature. Um, but but, but we've got to be more... Um, we, need to, we need to give God, I guess, if I can put it this way, give God time <laughs> uh, to bless and answer for us to process things. And, you know, you can throw your food in a cooler and, and, and do fine for a few days, Right? Um, so, and, and by the way, right now, if it goes out, you still got to wait, you know, uh, five months for it to come on a ship uh, from, uh, from China. So your food's going to spoil, so you might as well just settle in uh, and uh, start dehydrating stuff. Uh, but um, we want to know, the, we wanna know the, the answer to the question why. Um, but just like, just like us and just like them, um, their, their question of why we're fasting and why aren't you hearing us, uh, is, it's not an open-hearted request for instruction. Um, it, it's a way of dumping their frustration on God. Uh, it, 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 they thought God was being unfair to them because they were doing all the right things, uh, yet God wasn't blessing them. Uh, so, so they they were both pious toward God and angry at God, uh, and uh, and it was their you know um, th- that very thing that exp- that was explaining. It's like they were answering their own question. Uh, the, you know, they sincerely the 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 house of Jacob, the children of Israel, sincerely believed that they could obligate God and pressure God into doing what they wanted him to do by doing the things that they felt God wanted them to do. And, and when, we, when we see that, I, we think, and, and we understand what they're doing, we think, what a sorry bunch of pukes. That they, you know, time and time again, they're just like, you know, uh, making God, we do all these things, and how come you're not doing your part? 
Um, there, the why is, is not like, it's, there's no sincerity uh, in wanting a, a, an actual answer. It's just really kind of forcing the issue. And when they're fasting and they're praying and their self, self-deprivation didn't leverage cooperation out of God, they got frustrated. Uh, and, uh, and, and what poisoned their faith and their souls and, uh, was, was not sins like thievery and murder and things like I said. They must have had this, you know, wiped out every ten of the commandments and just violated these things on a, on a uh, deeper level. And, but it wasn't anything like that. The, the poison was in their own religion. It was in, it was in what they were doing. Uh, and uh, so, so then we've got to ask our question, so what's the, what's the breakdown? And there's a, um, I don't even know what the figure of speech is. Brother Omni slipped out. Um, might be a simile or, or whatever. Uh, but the answer is in, back in verse number two. It says, Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness. They weren't a nation that did righteousness. They did these things as a nation that did righteousness, like a nation that did it. There was a hypocrisy that was there uh, that God recognizes. And by the way, he sees that uh, in us uh, all the time. Uh, but um, they, were, they were not a nation that did righteousness. They were as if they were a nation. Uh, the believers that Isaiah is confronting were role-playing righteousness. Uh, and, uh, and, um, uh, and it's the same thing that people do today. Uh, let's turn to a couple of passages of scriptures just to kind of give an idea of what we're talking about here. Uh, like in, back in Isaiah, where since we're there, back in chapter number 1, uh, in, in verse number 10, he says this, he says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Uh, give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or he goats. When you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with it. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons, your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are trouble unto me. I, I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will, not, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. If, if, um, if you're a, a person who thinks that any worship that you give to God, God's happy with it, you are mistaken. Um, God deals with us differently as New Testament Christians as he did with um, Old Testament saints and people who uh, were law keepers and, and whatnot. Um, but his character is the same. What he doesn't like in the Old Testament, he still doesn't like in the New Testament. What was a sin to him in the Old Testament is still a sin to him in the New Testament. In fact, he, makes, he qualifies them under grace. It makes some, some of them more stringent. Like Old Testament is, you know, thou shalt not kill. Uh, in the New Testament, it's like if you hate your brother, you've, you've murdered him in your heart already. So the moral law of God oftentimes made more strict under grace than it was under the law. Uh, and... Um, and so he, how he feels about, when I read this in Isaiah 1, I, well, God, 
Almighty um, can get fed up and sick of um, vain oblations and incense and things offered to him. He, says, if, he said, when you pray to me, I ain't going to hear you. Uh, and, and, uh, and when you make many prayers, I will not hear. The Bible says that our iniquity, withhold, you know, uh, we regard it in our heart. He doesn't hear our prayers. Uh, and, and he says many of those things also in the New Testament. Um, and so uh, these people um, would have a formal religion uh, and they would, do the, they would do their stuff, but they didn't do it for the right reasons. And when they don't do it for the right reasons, God's not pleased with it. And I'm going somewhere with this. Many of you know where I'm going already. Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 29. Uh, let's look there real quick. Um, and then we're going to go to Matthew 15. Isaiah 29, verse 13 says this, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips they do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. With lips we honor God, with hearts that are far from Him. We, uh, in Matthew 15, 8, 9, it says, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines of commandments of men. Uh, quoting Isaiah uh, 29, where we just uh, were at, um, there, there is a, um, a very big possibility that as Christians, uh, we can give lip service to God. Um, but, but our hearts being far from him. We can, you can sing praise to God. Um, in, in, when I'm in my car, oftentimes, I'm, you know, I'll have on um, a CD or something. And uh, so I'm listening to a song, and I, I really want to I, I learn the song. And, and I, like, I'll be listening to it, and I'll go, oh, and then i got to rewind it back to the beginning. Because I'm, I'm not paying attention to it. I'm paying attention to the road. Or something comes up, and, I'm, oh, and, and I'll do it like, I'll just keep doing it. Like, I, I can't concentrate. Um, my mind is elsewhere. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not listening to the words. They're not pro, I'm not processing the words. Uh, and it takes, it takes a while. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, uh, a little while ago when we sang worship songs to God, um, some of you sang those songs completely detached from the words of the songs, the, the action of singing the songs. You were thinking about something you happened at work today. Um, you know, you're thinking you're tired, can't wait to get home. Whatever, whatever is distracting you, 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 you offered praise to God with no heart. Uh, and, 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 you know, it just was, it was disconnected. So, you show up to church and you sing praise to God that didn't please God at all. Not the God of the Bible. Just the fact that we sang this, that we showed up and that we sang the song doesn't mean anything uh, unless it's offered to God in the right way. Old Testament and New Testament. Doesn't matter, you know, what dispensation uh, that we are in. Um, it's 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 different. We we like to th- we think piecemeal. Um, we don't connect the dots between uh, between fasting uh, and and seeking God and so forth. Um, they're good disciplines, uh, but but our living Monday through Friday, um, uh, we we compartmentalize everything. 
God God doesn't think piecemeal. He sees the whole thing. And, And he knows that we can't compensate for neglect in one area uh, of our life by observance in another area. Um, so when, when we, uh, we'll take fasting as an example because it's in the context, we'll, we, we, want, we want God to answer prayer. Um, because usually when we go into a fast, there's something really important to us that we just need to get a hold of God. We know I, I'm supposed to fast. Um, that shows... On a very base level, it shows God I mean business. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm afflicting myself uh, in praying, but what it, would, it would do us better if we, if, we had a, if we had fast days or fast times where we could give ourselves entirely to the fast. Um, because when you, when you say, okay, I'm going to fast today, um, and I'm normally I, I don't even really eat breakfast, and if I'm at work, I'm just really busy, and I won't really think about how hungry I am. Uh, and then if I can just get home and just kind of fight through, we're, we're doing it all wrong. Um, we're looking for, how can I get through this fast? And it's like, oh, and we, you know, and we'll do everything from like, well, you know, um, coffee's not a solid, you know, or we, we have all these things that we, we, we go through our mind. It's like, you know, we're like, we're starving. And so we're like, oh, I can just, I can just um, put a bullion cube in water and it's not really food. And, uh, and we're, we're missing the whole point of the fast. We're not focused and concentrating on the spiritual aspect. We're, we're really perseverating on the physical pain that we have, which is supposed to remind us, when, when your stomach growls, it's supposed, to, it's supposed to be a reminder that we're in a spirit and attitude of prayer to keep us you know, instant in the prayer and without ceasing. Uh, but, we're, but we're just like, oh, just like a couple more hours so I can go to bed, and when I sleep, I won't know I'm hungry. And, uh, and, we've, and we're fighting the physical side of it all the way through. And, um, and we do that because we're, we're hoping that fasting in this spiritual exercise will compensate for the neglect that we've given to prayer the other time or the rest of the time. Um, we, we, we give to mission, missions to compensate for the neglect we have in soul winning. All right, follow me? There are, there are a lot of things that we do in, in the name of our faith and religion that we piecemeal, and God, and God um, he, he doesn't want us to live prayerless lives um, running on our own steam. He wants us to pray, to be quiet before Him, and fasting, fasting is a valid way to do that. So the most successful biblical way to fast is to do so when you're not busy and you can pray uh, and you can think and process and, and you know it's like, I, I, I want to go to the kitchen and get something to eat, but I'm going to sit here and read my Bible and I'm going to pray and be alone with God. Um, uh, that's, what, uh, that's what we want. But So uh, Christianity, however sincere... Um, if we don't, if if it doesn't move us uh, to make the world around us a better place, the Bible says that our religion is in vain. So here he lays out, you know, all right, hammer them, hit their sins, and the sins that that Isaiah and God approach 
them with is this sin of hypocrisy, of, of religion and formalism in religion with no practical results uh, or, or, or action. Uh, remember, the Bible says, pure religion undefiled is this in James. It's, it's what is it? It's to, does everybody remember that verse? James 1, what is it? James 1.27. Let's go over there real quick. Right after Hebrews. Amen. James 1, verse number 27. Oh, let's back up to verse number 26. If any man among you seem to be religious, then bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Uh, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. You know, by the way, I won't preach this because we're running out of time, um, but modern day Christianity thinks keeping yourself unspotted from the world is pharisaical religion. Um, but separation is putting off and putting on. It's, 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 uh, it's negative and it's positive and it's necessary. God wants us, God wants us to do that. But he's saying it's, it's, it's to visit the fathers and the widows in their affliction and to keep yourself unspotted. Uh, there is a, um, there's religion, if it doesn't, um, if it doesn't do, it's, the Bible describes it as like sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. It's without love. It's without, with, without teeth to it or whatever. And so he, he goes on, Isaiah, he rebukes them and, and, and calls out, the, God does the hypocrisy. Uh, he says, and uh, God, God answers their question uh, midway through verse number three. Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact uh, all your labors. It's like you're uh, in the day when you're fasting, you still got everything, nothing's stopping. You're, you're still, you know, you're still finding pleasure. You, you fast for strife and debate, to smite with a fist. You sh- uh, and, and God says, this is not the fast that I want you to do. And, and, and when he says, this is not the fast I want you to do, he explains them, this is the fast that I want you to do. Verse number five. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and, the, and you break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry uh, that, thou hast bring, uh, that thou bring to the poor that are cast out to thy house when thou seest the, the naked uh, and thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? So what their problem was that they were, they were doing their fasts uh, to try to obligate God uh, to bless them and God says what you should be doing when you're fasting is not your other things, but, but to do these ministry-related um, actions and feeding the poor and even bringing them to your own, your own house is what he was telling them. And he was really kind of turning normalcy to them upside down. Uh, and he says in verse 8, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine hell shall spring forth. Uh, then, in verse 9, thou call and the Lord will answer. And, uh, and he says, if you do these things, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to bless you. So, full circle. Um, uh, religion, it's like, what do I need to do? Oh, I, gotta, I should probably text them. I haven't heard from them for a while. Uh, and, you know, um, it's important for me to reach out to them. If I don't reach out to them, they may get offended 
uh, that I didn't reach out to them. Is this a test? Uh, it's not a test. Uh, you know, what's going on here? And, uh, and so it's like, hey, been missing you at church. And then I just kind of wait, you know, and then they'll say, so, oh, we've been sick or, or whatever, or, or, you know, like, we don't like you anymore, whatever the response would be. Uh, and uh, and it's, so I'm, 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 I'm doing what I would do, and I'm, I'm not really even, I don't even like doing that. You know, it's, it's, it's a laborsome act. And, I, and, I, and often, most, most 99% of the time I resent doing it because I'm upset that I have to. Does that make sense? You know, pastors should not have to spend any time chasing down Christians to convince them that church is important. Okay? We have a whole theme surrounded around it that hopefully will help me uh, in 2022 uh, a little bit. Um, but it's just, um, uh, somebody, I read somebody else, uh, somebody read, wrote the other day, said somebody asked him um, about or no, they couldn't decide if they were going to go to church or something on Sunday. Are, are you going to, they asked him, are you going to go to church on Sunday? And he said, yeah, I decided that 40 years ago. That's, that's where he's going to be on Sunday. Um, but we have a lot of people, we have people that have been saved for that long um, and, and still decide whether they're going to come to church or not on Sunday. Uh, and, and that isn't, is, is not where we should be, obviously. Uh, and um, so... I'm I'm doing I'm doing my religion, uh, I'm you know, uh, and I'm and I'm I'm not really wanting to do it, not, whatever. And then an opportunity to minister knocked on my window. For me to for me to, it, it's like we we have what we have in our faith for a purpose. And again, we can't help everybody. You know, we don't have endless resources or whatever. But but usually, that's the excuse we make for not doing anything. We don't we don't do anything because we can't help everybody. It's almost like we we've adopted this like you know, if I give you an ice cream cone, I got to give everybody else an ice cream cone. And so we don't help the people we can for the reason because we can't help everybody, and that's not how we should look at it. Um, we have to take it as an opportunity that God presents as He directs our steps. And it's like an uh, illustration recent is the, like I say, the gypsy people come in. They just show up here. And, and honestly, in, in those moments, uh, I'm most of the time, no, 100% no. Everything from ecclesiastical separation, um, you know, we don't rent our buildings. So and never, whenever somebody asks if we can rent the place, it's always no. So like, hey, we're trying to rent a place. And it's just all kind of like, you know, I'm thinking, and when do you want it? You know, and they're like, well, it's got to be a three-day thing. And, and so they're like, well, can we have it like a Wednesday? I'm like, no. We got our Bible study. Or what about, you know, and the comments like, no, it's got to be, it's going to have. So I'm like, you know, um, hoping, for, hoping for a reason to be able to say no. In fact, I said, well, I said, we have a, we have a, a, a memorial for another uh, person in our church on Saturday. And then Autumn comes into my office uh, and goes, well, um, uh, they, uh, they weren't sure if they were going to have it then or if they were going to move it to the next, the next one. And she, let me go find out. And she walked around, and she walked on thinking, you had to walk in here and give them an out. <laughs> and, uh, like, you know, I was, I was like, you know, but anyways, um, I, I just didn't really want to do it. But, but I did because I have to look at that. It's like God directed that. And he made, he orchestrated all of that. 
And if we can't, you know, um, we, we have to look like, like, you know, people that are in our parking lot as opportunities that, that God brings to us. In, instead of, you know, get, you know, get off my lawn. Uh, you know, because that's, you know, the approach that we have. It just, like, um, we, we have to approach people in ministry um, with, with the fast that he has chosen us to do. Um, because it, what good is it for us to just show up every Sunday and just do our thing and then show up the next Sunday? And, and there's just kind of... Uh, I just, I just sit sometimes and I think, it's like, what are we doing? Like, you know, we're just going through the exercise and it's like, okay, I'll preach a message and we'll do that and, we'll, you know, we'll go week after week. And, and there's a lot of everything from, um, it's like putting together our calendar. It's like cut and paste from the previous year for the most part. Just here, these events, we're just switching the day when they're supposed to be. Nothing really new, nothing really taken out. It's just a rut that, that and, and to me, I was, I was told that a rut is a grave with both ends knocked out. And, and honestly, for, that's where most of us are at. And so how do we get out of that? It's, it's by, it's by, and by the way, we do the same, like why? We don't want to know really why. We're like, God, I'm being good so, be good to me. And then when he, when he isn't, what's the first thing we do? Like, why am I being good? If he isn't going to bless me, then why am I, why am I you know? And, and we do the exact same thing uh, that they do. But it's worse. It's worse than that. Uh, it's worse than what they do. Uh, and, um, and I think God... Obviously, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like our, our lukewarmness. He doesn't like our double-mindedness. He, do, he doesn't like us worshiping him with a half heart and uh, not into it. He still doesn't like us offering sacrifices to him in worship um, if we're not in it, if, we're not, if, we're, if our heart's not there and we're distracted. But you just think, you know, I've never done this. Maybe I will from, from time to time, like giving somebody a pop quiz. Like you're on the way up, Pastor, that was great. I just really loved it. Really what I, what I preach about. What was the text? What was your favorite point? And, and I, I know I'd catch people all the time. And uh, because we, we zone out. And, and it's just... I don't know. You ever get offended when you're talking to somebody and you know they ain't listening? They're like, you're like, hello, I'm talking to you. And, and they're doing all kinds of like nonverbal stuff. They're looking at their watch or like, are you in a hurry? And you're like, am I boring you? Every one of us gets offended, our pride does, when, when, when people we're talking to are not engaged. Now, I've talked to people like I, that, that have like so much eye contact, you almost creeps you out, right? Uh, and it, it, like you don't want to, like if you look away for one second, they're going to, you know, I'm not, don't be that person. But, but you understand what I'm saying. It bothers us when, when people don't genuinely care enough to listen and to, to engage. How do you think God feels? Like, 
most moments of every day with us. You know, we can't, we can't even pray for a couple minutes without getting so distracted um, that we're falling asleep or minds wandering. We can't read our Bible. Read the Bible in, uh, in, in 90 days? No way. I can't, you know, I can't do it. Because we have, we have zero, now we can, you can't sit and read your Bible for an hour, but you can, you can watch three-hour movies, okay? Um, we have time, we can, you know, all that's not the issue. The issue is our, what we want and what's important uh, and, and why we do it. So, so just because somebody's doing all the external stuff, somebody can come in here and go, oh, well, they sing the hymns and they use the King James Bible and, uh, and, uh, and whatever. They got the list of external things that they see. I'm glad the, they had a pulpit and the preacher had a suit on. Uh, and this is the place for me. Um, and it can, be, it can be just as fake and insincere as what we read in Isaiah 58. It's going through the motions. And um, so let's not be that way. Um, and let's, it's not, it shouldn't be, it just, let's, you know, let's go to church here, come, hear, hear messages, go to activities and whatever. Those, they're all, those are all good things. But it's about reaching people uh, in, in, in ministering to them. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> there was a, a guy named John Perkis, Perkins. He was an um, African-American Christian leader. And he said this about the bigness of the Bible. It said, how it takes in the whole person, both an individual's personal actions and social actions. Uh, and um, uh, what we, we tend to do uh, it says they mean the tendency for believers to treat their faith as a personal lifestyle option disconnected from their public responsibilities. Uh, we, we look at religion um, in, in, in the wrong way. Um, he says this, he says, Christian love disposes a person to, public, uh, to be public-spirited. A man of right spirit is not a man of narrow and private views, but is greatly concerned for the good of the community to which he belongs, and particularly the city which he resides. Um, the essence of Christianity is love for Christ. That's the power of it, the genius of it. The authentic Christianity expresses the heart for Christ in two ways. First, in worship and praise, which we do at church, uh, in prayer, lifted up hands, open Bibles. But secondly, in evangelism and defending the weak and feeding the hungry, etc., etc., which are listed out in this passage of Scripture. Uh, and um, it's, it's not an either-or thing. It's a both-and. It's, 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 it's worship and corporate worship, but it's also highways and hedges compelling people, meeting their needs, um, witnessing to them. It's, it's engaging the person that knocks on the door. I, when he knock on there, he, he want, he, I'm not a drug dealer. I know he wants money. Uh, and, um, and, you know, um, there's like a whole, like in my car, there's like a whole like cubby hole full of money. And uh, so there's, don't go out there and steal it now. All the change goes in here. And then I've got this weird wallet where I can't have a whole lot of bills in there. So every time I get like ones and fives, or I got this seat, I just stuff it. So in this one spot. And so I, I know that, I, you know, I could give the guy some money, but I'm too busy. It's like, like uh, go away. 
And, um, and it's like the Holy Spirit's like, uh-oh, that's never odd for, for effect. Uh, I need that like Joe Biden. Whenever he leans in and says something, you know it's going to be important. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, there, it, you know, it's, uh, it's doing religion. And so I'm this pious gas bag in my car just trying to make sure people are getting to church and uh, in, in an opportunity to serve an actual person, I'm too, I'm too busy for it. Like you're, like you're bothering me. And, and that bothered me. And, uh, and so, again, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't, you can't help everybody. But those times where it's not, it's not, it's not even, you, you know, there's differences about where, you know, you, can, you could get in your car and go find somebody that needs help tonight. Super easy around here. Um, I'm not saying, you know, go out and spend every dime you got and all your money that you got set aside for your mortgage and give it away to people in Tent City. Um, but, but there's times to where, you know, somebody in line in front of you at McDonald's is digging for money and they're going to have to cancel their order. Or you can help them. Or they knock on your car window. You know, or whatever the case may be. It's those moments that you know the difference between going out and seeking after, you know, because sky's the limit on that. But the ones that God brings in your, at least directly into your path, I think our radar needs to be up a little bit more uh, with those. Uh, But overall, deciding that we're just not going to be formal in religion, in our religious duties and activities or whatever, and miss the whole point of it all um, that God says pure religion is. Uh, And, and, um, so it's both. It's, it's, it's both of those things. Putting ourselves out for others, uh, it's, it's just um, contrary to our natural uh, selfishness. Uh, and, and, and so I think it's more significant to God. When we do things for God that we don't necessarily want to do because we want to please Him, um, you know, is in, in that's front of mind during that whole, I think God honors that. It's like if you, you know, um, the way it was illustrated for me is like if you, you know, if you like eating ice cream, you, you wipe out a whole, you know, bucket of it, like big deal. But you know, if it's if it's okra, a bucket of okra, somebody like I love okra. Well, you're weird because okra is nasty. Uh, and uh, and uh, but when you when you clean your plate of the vegetables. That's when mom and dad like, good, you know, good job, you know. And uh, you're like, oh, look, I finished all my ice cream. Uh, and uh, not, not so much. We, we need to kind of apply those things also to uh, the way we go about our faith, uh, doing some things that make us uncomfortable, uh, and, uh, but doing it for all the right reasons. Amen? We're out of time. And, uh, and I just thought that helped me, and uh, I thought maybe that would help you tonight uh, as well. All right? Um, so as soon as we're done praying, if we could uh, um, have somebody help uh, Miss Amanda, if you could get the, uh, those out there. Uh, we don't need to tear anything else down. Uh, maybe a couple of tables or something we would need for Sunday brought out. That would be a great help. So let's pray. Uh, and when you're done, if you just quietly dismiss.